there are several things that you really need to put on your radar as for the summer garden, just the health of the summer garden. There's some things that, that, that gardeners are doing that are, that are game changers. And one is going to be watering. Let me just tell you, watering, I can do a whole segment, whole show just on water. But I don't want to do that. Just a quickie for you. If you want the actual water guide, how to do it, come into the garden center, ask for it. It's free. We'll give it to you. It shows you how to water grass, tomatoes, trees, shrubs, roses. It breaks it down. But really the most important, because most of us have a micro irrigation or drip irrigation system. And so those systems are very very efficient. That's why we put them in. They'll pay for themselves within one season, just in reduced water use. And so the reason that is, it's just dripping. None of it evaporates. It goes right into the ground. None of it gets blown away by the wind. It goes right in the ground. And as it drips, it forms this teardrop shape in the, in the soil. And so to do that, though, you need to run it a long time. So these drip, drip systems, the, the average drip emitter that a that someone puts on, a contractor puts into your yard is a one gallon per hour emitter. You have to run it for one hour. And that emitter will actually, if you let it go for an hour, will, will emit one gallon of water. Well, a, a large tree might need 15 gallons. A five gallon plant needs five gallons of water. A 10-gallon tree needs 10 gallons. A 20-gallon tree needs 20 gallons. You might need two or three emitters on that tree to get a proper irrigation or proper water on that. You're running a long time. Now, if you're doing that, you're forcing that water deep down into the soil through the root zone. This is really good. You need you need to back off at that point. You've pushed that water so deep into in, through the root zone that the plant needs to breathe. If you're doing that every day, you're going to do more damage than good. And so the opposite is also a, also damaging. So if you're watering 15 minutes every day, that water goes down about two inches. So you've got this root zone for a big tree, a pine tree, a spruce, a wisteria, a big big uh, uh, lilac. These plants have very large root structures. That's why they're so robust, so tough. So you need to water that thing all the way through the root zone. If you're watering only for 15 minutes, you're only getting the top, gosh, 10th of the root zone wet. And so now it will sacrifice or kill off or, or let go the bottom roots, because they never see moisture, they're going to hover around the emitter and you're creating this very shallow, very, not very healthy. So one bit of stress makes this thing go drop, go south on you. And so you want to water less often, but longer. So if you're watering every day, trees and shrubs, mainly roses, uh, vines, these bigger rooted things, you kind of want to build all that up, build if and Give it all that water at one time a week and then let it breathe. Now, if you've got a whole bunch of new plants, maybe it's twice a week. So break that watering up. Maybe you water instead of two hours at a time, you're watering one hour twice a week. It can be effective that way. So again, get the water guide. I've, I've gone three minutes into this. Just want to touch base. It is the most important thing gardeners are doing right now. The second most important thing is this is the time that you do want to plant your summer blooming plants. These are uh, smoke bush. You're starting to see bloom throughout the central highlands of Arizona. They're beautiful. Rose of Sharon, it's the only hardy, actually there's two hardy varieties of hibiscus. 
So the desert varieties don't winter over up here. That's the one with the great big flower that's as big as your hand. Rose of Sharon looks just like that, but the flower is only about six inches across instead of 10. So it's smaller, but it has more flowers. Now is the time to plant those. It prefers being planted when it's summer, in the heat. Uh, same with crepe myrtles. Same with desert willows. There's a beautiful tree blooming right now. Short tree about, oh, 10, 15, 18 feet, just shy of 20 feet. It's got this beautiful bell-shaped flower on it. Hummingbirds love it. It's called a desert willow. It's a native grower here. This is the best time chased tree. Uh, you'll see the mix at the garden center has changed. There's less of that spring blooming stuff because they don't, like basically a lilac right now is, is like a green blob in a bucket. Yeah, you plant one for next year, but it's not probably going to bloom again this year. But crepe myrtle will, Rosa Sharon will, butterfly bush will, protea will. There's a whole bunch of things that will. And this is when they like to be planted. So that's, now's the time to to put those things in. If you were going to plant any more vegetables, this is your last chance. So put those cucumbers, summer squashes, beans, cabbage. It's time to sow more cabbage for full harvest. So you can start that by seed. So now's the time. Anything that is uh, kind of bolting, not doing so well, pull it out, add it to the compost pile. Get it, get it. Don't let it take up space. In fact, it's time to turn the compost pile. If you're a composter, now is the month. If you can turn it right before the monsoons come, you can really get it composting fast. So this is kind of a unique opportunity. This, this end of June, first part of July, this is when you turn those big compost piles. Uh, let, take your houseplants and give them a break. Let those bigger houseplants, if you've got a houseplant that can go outside, it will love it. It loves being on the patio, the decks. Give them a, let them have a little vacation out there in the fresh air. They like it. So if you're going to do that, now's the time to take that houseplant, put it on the back deck, the patios. Uh, they'll enjoy it. They don't like frost. So you need to bring them back in by the end of October. But we've got beautiful weather. I mean, gorgeous now through October. So that's another one. So let's see what else I got here. Keep tomatoes staked. Don't let them fall over. They're getting so big. It's crazy. Uh, your corn. If your corn has started to elongate and it's setting that corn and it's got the tassels, take a little dab, a drop of mineral oil on each of those silk tassels. Do it Do it just as it's starting to form and you'll get rid of that That. Uh, worm that gets inside the, the corn. It's kind of something you kind of want to watch. There is a worm that gets here. It's a little moth and she loves corn for her young. And so she'll get in, but that mineral oil keeps them right out of there. About a week after it starts to have that tassel coming up. That's a, So you've got some time. So don't feel like you rush. Oh, I missed it. No, just get it on there. It'll, it'll help keep them off of there. And then right now I noticed too, that my peaches, I'm going, where did these peaches come from? What, what's going on? Uh, it was my, my fruit trees are starting to drop fruit. It's called the June drop, very common. And so what this is doing, the, the fruit trees know they have too much fruit to produce any kind of large fruit on there. They want a big, juicy pear, big, juicy uh, plums. And so what they're doing is they're self-thinning, they're self-pruning the fruit off. So don't be alarmed to have some 
fruit drop. It's called June drop. Very common. And so I went, okay, that's right. It is summer. Yeah, just turned summer. Yep, there we go. Got it. June drop. I've got too many peaches on this tree and it doesn't have enough root and juice to kind of make all that fruit go all at once. And so it's it's selecting the weaker ones and dropping them off. It's very common. In fact, you might even want to do that a little more. Help it out. So you have clusters of of apples come in like three, four, five, six apples on a cluster, there's no way that tree can produce a nice juicy apple when there's six of them on the end of that branch. It'll probably break the branch off. Pick off the weakest ones, thin out half of the fruit. Don't let all those pears stay on there. Thin them out. So if you were going to uh, cover, so we're really close to having uh, um, cherries, very close to having berries, Now's the opportunity if you're thinking of of bird. Birds have a way of pecking every single fruit. They don't eat a whole one. They go to the next one. They, they go. They peck it a few times. Go to the next one. Go. Yeah, that one looks even better. And they go peck. They peck them all off. Now's the time to cover. Put your bird scare tape or however you're going to protect them to keep them off those raspberries. Now's the time. Just it seems like this into June first part of just as the monsoon seasons hit. This is when a lot of, of bird activity happens. And so go ahead and protect those right now. So there's a lot to it. I've got an entire list. It's called, uh, what did I call this article? Oh my gosh. I got too many pages of this thing. It's called the 10 things smart gardeners do in summer. It's on my website, watersgardencenter.com. Get all 10 plus more. There's many bonuses. Uh, but if you want to know, see that, jump in there and it's real easy. It's a PDF format. Kind of print it out and save it in your garden journal. Got more for you. Got to get uh, one more break in. Be right back after this.